Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Nerd Nostalgia Podcast. This episode is a repeat episode. It's going to be the full Traveling Ears Vacation Disney chat. This was our interview with Stephanie Howard over at Traveling Ears Vacation. She is a Disney travel agent amongst other vacations as well. But Trey recently went to Disney and I went there about a month ago. So I thought this would be a perfect premise. And next week you can anticipate or probably the following week after now that I think about it you can anticipate a Disney episode. So I figured this would be a perfect setup. As always, please head over to Apple Podcasts, drop that five-star, tell your friends, family, and coworkers about us. Help us grow this audience. Without further ado, let's jump into it. Trigger warning for this podcast may contain explicit material. Like every other episode we've ever done. What's up, everybody? Thanks for pressing play today. In today's episode of Nerd Nostalgia, you're going to find Irvin, Brian, and Trey with a special guest. We have Stephanie Howard from Traveling Ears Vacation. Find her on Instagram and also on her website, travelingears.com. And of course, please head over to Apple Podcasts, drop that five stars, tell your friends, family, coworkers about it. And you know the drill. Before we get started, here's a quick clip for you to enjoy. Irvin, this is the sound of Trey and me leaving you a voicemail because you're not on the Zoom call for recording. So fuck you. Oh shit. I mean, hey, CP. All right, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Nerd Nostalgia Podcast, and today we have a very special guest from mm-hmm. Traveling Ears, Stephanie Howard. Welcome, Stephanie. Hey, guys. Thanks so much for having me tonight. Did you like my campy voice? Did I sound like an announcer? Trey, that's just yeah. your regular voice. Yeah. <laughs> you sounded wonderful, Trey. That was a wonderful introduction, way better than uh, Brian could have ever done. So Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. How come uh, my my lines are always the one that gets on the promo clips? Then it's because you're because always spouting nonsense. That's exactly. Why. It's catchy, Steph- but it's still <laughs> nonsense. I don't remember. Literally. Welcome, Literally. Stephanie. Thank you for joining us today. We are super excited to have you. I am going to let you just kind of talk about yourself to get everybody to get to know you. Okay, pressure's on. I am Stephanie. I am a concierge travel planner, which basically means I am a travel agent and I specialize in Disney destinations. That's a huge focus for us as well as all-inclusive vacations down in the Caribbean, Mexico, Dublin, Hawaii. Yeah, that's pretty much what I do. I'm a travel agent. And like I said, we've got a big, big focus on Disney. So Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise Line, and then the Disney Resort down in Hawaii, which is Aulani. We're very much so immersed in the Disney, the Disney World. <laughs> So I think that that's the major reason. Disney. Disney. Yay. <laughs> How can so, you not love it? Everything about it. I have a huge confession, and I don't know if you know this about me. I've never been to Disney before. As big of a nerd as I am, I've never once set foot on a Disney campus. You know, I think we 
talked about this a while ago and mm. I, we were like, you've got to go with your nephew. Yep. Yep. Nephews. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. We were like, you've, you've got to get down there to be like their first visit and yours all at the same time. Yeah. The family with COVID, I think it kind of threw everything out this year, but yeah. maybe, maybe for next year, of we course. could, we could plan out, uh, plan that out. But I think it was the, I want to say it was the plan for this year. And then those got scrapped early on. And so we're hoping that uh, next year and everybody will be a little bit older and able to uh, appreciate it more because currently the youngest is, uh, I think he's five, so he'll be six next year. So I think that's a perfect Ooh, age. Good right? age. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. They're six, like really 34. into everything. They can ride everything. Yeah. <laughs> six and 34. Same thing. Same thing. <laughs> hey, I've got, I've got grandparents that go and they take, you know, their adult children and then their grandchildren and it's everybody's first visit. Like, and they're in their 60s. That's awesome. So there is no age so. restriction. Boom. Perfect. No. Gosh, no. No. Uh, they'll let you in, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I've actually only been one time. We went to the one in Florida. So that's world, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we didn't do the full Monty. We just did kind of a quick view we actually went for mm-hmm. um a competition and at the wild world of sports down there and oh cheer competition mm-hmm. yeah that's a big deal and so you know most of your time is taken up at the competition so you don't really have all the time to spend but we were we stayed on property that was cool and then we mm-hmm. were able to i think it was like the last day or so that we were there we were able to go out and I remember I got so sick. I was like, came down with like the flu or something. It was, and so Ugh. I just powered through. I was like, I, I can't oh, miss man. it. You know, I've never been before. I was about, I was probably like 12 or 13 maybe. And I was like, I got to power through. I got to power through. And I'm just walking through, like stumbling around high fever just to give a shit. Just like, let's oh. go. Um, and of course, that's what you remember now. You, you've got to do a redo with your kiddos. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, for, for me, and, and, and we've discussed this, Anna and I have discussed it. I don't think it's time yet because Elizabeth's only four. And then Quaid will be one in yeah, little. February. And so it's just basically carrying them around. However, yeah, we were yeah. going to have a friend that was having a wedding in Miami. And so we were just going to go ahead and like, well, we'll do it for Elizabeth, right? Because we're going to be in the area. Right. We'll just use points and go and, uh, you know, maybe spend like two days maybe and just make a it, week of that. Like, hey, I like know a, a good travel line. agent for that, by the way. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> and, then, plug. and then COVID, right? So that's that <laughs> yeah. crap. We actually were oh. going to call you. We were going to call you. You mean COVID ruined your vacation? That's weird. Can't believe it. What? Can you believe it? So odd. <laughs> it's like the motto of 2020 (laughs) i know right well it was supposed i guess it was supposed to be in january um but yeah it's been it's been postponed pretty much indefinitely now like they they just haven't rescheduled because it's like why why to spend deposits and stuff like that if we can't even have anybody that comes yeah i I feel that i've got a lot of brides and honeymooners doing the same thing mm mm-hmm so on that topic, I know honeymooners, husbands, that kind of stuff. That's where my brain is going. Your husband, he helps you out with this. And how did you guys, how did you specifically get into this line of work? Like specifically into like the Disney travel concierge? I guess the first time we took our daughter, our kids now are Paisley six, Parker's three. They've been going since they were, Parker was seven months old his first time. And, but Paisley, obviously she was our first to go. Um, we had been, Bo and I went and 
high school, we went in college together, we went, you know, married without kids. So when we went to take Paisley for her first time, we were like, we don't know what we're doing. We don't know what to do with, you know, a two-year-old at Disney for the very first time. And so we actually reached out to a travel agent and she just so happens to work. She also does business with my husband's like grown up job. <laughs> and so mm -hmm. she helped us plan our first trip with Paisley. And I just remember talking to her, we'd have these calls, these planning calls with her. And I was like, Oh my gosh, like this is so cool. You just basically get to talk about Disney world all day long. And at that time I was doing digital marketing and I had been doing it for a while. And she was like, well, I think it's really cool what you do. Like I have no concept of social media and blogging and YouTubing and videos and content creation. She was like, I know you've been to Disney so many times, you know, you just kind of needed help planning with the kid, but she was like, what if, you know, you came on board and helped me with my marketing. And then I also help you kind of, you know, ramp up to be like a travel agent. And I was like, Oh, okay, great. Sounds like a ton of fun. You know, maybe I'll make enough to cover a vacation a year. And sure enough, it eventually just snowballed in the best way possible. And so had to just completely like quit the corporate world altogether and basically take everything that I learned marketing for everybody else's business and start marketing my own, um, which was, it was hard for about a year because there was a year of overlap because being in the travel industry, you know, we don't get paid until our clients start traveling. And so it takes, you know, a, a good year before you're having that steady clients traveling, you know, every single day, every single week. So yeah, that's really how I got started. I kind of put my marketing experience towards my own brand instead of somebody else's for once. And just uh, have had a lot of fun with it. And being a mom with two little ones, it's easy to be passionate about and it's Disney. So <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, it's really for the most part, it's been a lot of fun. COVID and all of 2020 uh, has been a huge learning curve. But I think it kind of came at a time where like, maybe I, was, I just needed the extra challenge for a while. Because you know, I was just like programmed, like planning all these vacations, you know, in my sleep, like COVID hit. And it's like, here you go. This is your new job. You're actually semi like a nurse because now your clients have to be tested and you have to tell them what kind of test to get and where to get it and what day. And so that's kind of how I got started. And like I said, it's, it's just a ton of fun. And, you know, business is definitely like evolving and still thriving in a world of COVID, which is amazing. And I'm very grateful for. <laughs> I think that's awesome for two reasons. Number one, you know, you, you live the dream that a lot of people want is you know, start off at the corporate job and then follow your dreams and start doing something that you love. And, you know, you'll never work a day in your life if you do something you love, all that kind of stuff. And number two, the fact that you're able to adapt so quickly to COVID, that was going to be one of my questions, you know, how that kind of impacted it, but shot right through that. It, <laughs> it awesome. And you're like, no, adapt, overcome. So that's Yeah. Cool. I mean, there, there's no option because, you know, you've, I've got, you know, every year, 500 families looking at me like, what do we do with our vacation? Mm -hmm. And so it's, you know, it's kind of up to me to help make those recommendations, but also be incredibly, you know, sensitive to the topic because some people just aren't, you know, comfortable traveling right now. Whereas others are like, we don't care. We just want to get out. Like our kids are young, they're safe. They're not in school. Yeah. It's been a lot of adapting, a lot of changing and a lot of like continuously staying on top of these new restrictions and not really so much in regards to Disney, but I just mean travel restrictions in regards to different countries. Cause I do have clients all over the Caribbean right now that, you know, it's all different everywhere they go. <laughs> Super interesting. I saw you recently came back from a, from a trip from the Caribbean, if I'm not mistaken, right? I think I saw that on your I social. Did. That looked Yeah, beautiful. Jamaica. Oh, yeah. it was amazing. That, that chapel was, overlooking the water. That's the video I'm talking I mean, about. 
Wow. I called Bo and I was like, I know we're supposed to renew our vows in the Bahamas, but like, could we just move it here to Jamaica, please? <laughs> He's like, no. <laughs> He's like, mm. Yeah. So we've spent a lot of time in Jamaica since August and grateful for the opportunity for the resorts that I work with down there to invite us down and check out the resorts. And just, it's very helpful. And we've been to Disney twice also since August. And so it's just very help. It's very helpful for me as a travel advisor, very helpful for my clients to see me there and for them to understand exactly what the experience is right now at Disney and the Caribbean at these all-inclusive resorts, because it is different. And I'm very transparent about that. I just think it's really kind of been the, the one component that has really helped keep business as usual, as much as possible right now, because there's, you know, a lot of, a lot of agents in the travel industry are, they're having a hard time with it right now because you know, they're not comfortable traveling and we are. So we're capitalizing on it. We have a lot of, a lot of clients that are like, oh my gosh, it's so good to see you and your kids in the park and y'all feel safe. So it's, it's been a busy five months. <laughs> Fun, but busy. Good, good, good. How do you come to figure out what your individual client needs or wants from a vacation experience? So kind of the first step in the process is they go onto my website and request a quote and adapted it over the years to really help narrow down the options. You know, what time of year are they wanting to travel? What year? Are, I mean, I've got people that are like, hey, we want to travel in 2024. And like, we can't plan 2024 yet. So the quote inquiry form on our website helps narrow things down a little bit, but it doesn't really get, you know, all of the information across. You know, it's just like a, an email that comes in to me. So I don't get to like meet the family you know, through that email. So usually I'll set up a phone consultation with some clients. Some are, you know, they're busy moms, they're entrepreneurs, they're doctors, they're lawyers, they're surgeons, and they don't have time for a phone call. So it's basically all through email or text at that point. They all have my phone number. They all have me on speed dial as much or as little as they want to. But the phone calls really just help paint the picture, like for the family, what they like, what they don't like. If it's a couple getting married, what their preferences are for their honeymoon. Do they want like a party scene? Do they want something more relaxing and secluded? You know, if it's a Disney vacation, do they want Disney World? Do they want Disneyland? Because they're so different. And I recommend different parks based on different families and kind of what their expectations are. So um, the phone calls are really, really helpful. I help families all over the world. So it's actually very rare that I meet them in person. I've actually met probably more of my clients in the park or on cruise ships. And I've actually met them, you know, at a Starbucks or, you know, in, in like a, a local restaurant or something, um, meeting them, which is, is kind of crazy. I think I've probably only had, cool. yeah, like I'll, you know, I'll usually tell them like, Hey, you know, I'll be on the cruise ship with you or, Hey, I'll be in the parks this day. And it never fails. It's like an unplanned meetup. We'll just like randomly be at a beach on an excursion or be walking through. Where was I last time? I was waiting in line for Peter Pan's flight like two weeks ago. And my, I had like six clients in the park and one of them was like, Stephanie. And of course we can't recognize anybody because we all have masks on. And so I'm like, okay, dark hair, two little girls. Oh, it's, it's Shelly, <laughs> you know? So as much as I wish I could meet all of them face to face, a lot of times I don't. A lot of times it's just a phone call. And a lot of them don't want to do Zoom because they're, you know, they're busy moms with kids running around in the background. So phone call is really kind of the best way to really get a feel for the client, what they're looking for out of their vacation and, and to kind of help me help them like narrow down all those options because there are so many. <laughs> do you send more people to world or land? World by far, but not not just because, you know, I prefer to send people to world mainly because I would say most of my clientele is more like central to like East coast. 
So world is just a little bit easier for most of them to get to a lot in the south and actually a lot up north. I do a lot of Ohio, Kentucky, New York, New Jersey. So but I do get I mean, I do book a lot. I would say probably 85% of my Disney clients go to world and 15 go to land. And a lot of times they're looking at me like, which one should we go to? And kind of based on like kids ages and amount of time they have to spend there and how, you know, are they driving? Are they flying? That kind of helps determine which side they should go to. What percent, of, what percent of your clients are fruitful people like Trey and what percentage of them are kind of childless old men like Irvin and I. Most Trey, do you like that I called you fruitful? Are... <laughs> I did. <laughs> it took me a second to figure out what you were getting at. <laughs> I was I was just um, waiting for him to go somewhere else. I really was. I, I, I thought so too. <laughs> I, I was like, oh, that wasn't that bad. <laughs> no bells. So, I mean, most of my clients are parents. I mean, 90, probably 90% are parents you know, with kids, I do have maybe 10% that are honeymooners, or 10% that are just, you know, married couples or dating, and they just want to go, you know, they want to go to like an all inclusive somewhere down, you know, Mexico, somewhere real quick and easy. So yeah, I would say most of my clients are parents, most are women, but my, my male clients, I will say are the easiest to work with. Like when I get a male client, I'm like, yes, like, it's just, you guys know exactly what you want, you know, exactly where you want to go, how much you want to spend, how long you want to spend there, what your kids want to do, what you want to eat. Whereas like mom's like, Oh, I don't know. You know, what about is this? It, and is what it what that? the kids want to do? Is it what the kids want to do? Or is it what the dad is telling them that they're going to do? So usually the dads, I think I enjoy that the most because the dads just like relinquish control. They're like, I don't know what to do. You do. And my wife doesn't want to do it. So like take yep. it and run with it. I and that's that like feeling. my favorite. <laughs> yeah. And those are honestly my favorite. Um, and I do have a lot of moms that do the same, but those are my favorite. Cause then, you know, I, I feel like I'm not kind of like walk, not walking on eggshells, but it's just kind of like, this is exactly what I would do with my kids at this age, you know? And so it's like, we're going to eat here. We're going to ride these rides and we're going to go take naps and we're going to change, you know, or we're just not going to have any plans, you know, one specific day, because while I am a, a heavily focused Disney travel agent, and there's a lot of itinerary planning and just, I mean, like minute by minute planning that could go into it. I, I'm not, I, I, that's not my personality. I just, I think it's not enjoyable when it's too overly planned. Um, but I do think everybody needs structure. So for the most part, most of my clients are like a happy medium, kind of like, look, we have, we know where we're going, we know what we're going to eat. But you don't have to tell us, you know, which bathroom we have to go to and what time we have to eat a Mickey pretzel, you know, because mm -hmm. um, yeah. I, I have had a few requests like that. And I'm like, I mean, I just I'm honest with them. I'm like, you're a mom of a two and a four year old, like and, and two boys. You have no idea where you're going to be at 902 a.m. And nor do I when I'm not there with you. <laughs> after after of vacation, do you do an exit interview with your clients to figure out what went well, what went wrong, what was stressful, what was easy, and, and then kind of improve your process? I do. Yeah. So, and it's something that I'm trying to automate. So automation is one thing that is almost, it's not impossible, but it's, so as a marketer, automation is like our livelihood. Like we need everything automated. But as a travel agent, so much of it is personalized, especially for a Disney vacation. So it's something that is very manual, but we do get it out to our clients. And timing, I think, is key on that. Obviously, you know, if they get back on a Sunday, we don't want to bombard them with that on a Monday. They're never going to respond. But yeah, I do send them what, uh, what I call an experience transformer. 
And it's, it's basically just a, like a, a, not a survey, but kind of like an open field form with different questions geared towards their vacation, but then also helps me as well. So questions on there are kind of like, you know, what was the favorite part? What was your favorite part of your vacation? What, what was your children's favorite part of your vacation? Is there anything that you wish you would have known about this destination before you went? And those are really helpful because sometimes I've gotten feedback and I'm like, wow, I actually never even thought about that. So yeah, I try to get that out to everybody. It's been automation would be really nice, but <laughs> we'll get there. Maybe a little survey monkey action may, may be needed. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's really quick and easy. It's an email template that I have that just goes straight to them. It would just be nice if like it knew, hey, you know, the Howards are getting home on the 20th and this needs to go to them 10 days later automatically. <laughs> yeah. What kind of feedback have you gotten? Um, it's all re- like, for the most part, it's all very positive, especially right now. People are so happy to just be out of their homes. So like, as of right now, everybody is pretty much like, oh my gosh, you know, this was the best trip ever. It was so needed. Other feedback that I've gotten like pre-COVID, just because a lot has changed this year as far as the the experience, if I'm being completely transparent. But like pre-COVID, you know, I would get something about transportation is like really one of the first things that confuses the most people. And it's the one thing that I try to get them to understand before they get there. And it still just kind of blows their mind. But I feel like that was kind of the one of the biggest ones is, you know, it would have been nice to know that we could have taken a boat here. And so, you know, I take that personally. I'm like, I didn't tell them they could take a boat, <laughs> you know? And one of the ways that I try to work that into kind of our business model and, and how we kind of help overcome those is I've created an ebook. And so everybody that books their trip with us is sent this ebook and it's basically everything that they need to know, but not every page of the internet. And it's in like bite-sized chunks and it's very digestible so that, you know, they, they have all the options of transportation before they go. They know all of the dining options before they go. So they can't at that time when they come to me and they're like, we didn't know we could have taken a boat. I'm like, well, you know, the book's only like 18 pages long and it's not even a book. It's just, it's a digital file, but most people love that. They're like, Oh my gosh, this is the greatest thing ever. Cause I don't have to spend hours on YouTube or reading blogs or stalking Instagram accounts. So yeah. So usually when I get that kind of feedback, I'm like, where, where can I add that in so that I don't get this feedback again or like, you know, to improve that part of their experience. And so usually it comes back to, so something that could have been relayed to them beforehand. And that's usually when I go back to the ebook and I'm like, okay, this could be easily be plugged in here and, you know, kind of solve that right then. That's, that's what we have to deal with sometimes with kiddos. And stuff, <laughs> so. On the topic of, of feedback and everything like that, I'm curious, there's, there's obviously several different Disney parks around the world, right? You mentioned you've sent people everywhere around the world. So I'm curious how many of those parks have you been to? How many have you sent your clients to? Because I know there's like the one so, in Paris, right? You have one in Tokyo. Mm-hmm. What else is there mm-hmm. out there? Shanghai, Hong Kong. So we actually, I've only had one client go outside of the U.S. park and they went to Paris, Disneyland Paris. And it's mainly because, you know, as a travel agent, we can book anything, anything, anywhere in the world we can book. But do we know it, you know? And that's, a really big thing to me is I, I've never been there. My, I mean, I eventually I will go there. I will hit every park all over the world. And I follow a lot of bloggers and YouTubers and Instagram accounts that that's where they are. And, you know, I know a lot of 
I know a lot about them based on that, but I've never been myself. And that's a, a really big aspect and a really big component of really knowing the destination. And so, you know, so many people are just kind of like, y'all do Disney all the time. And I'm like, it's always changing. And so like, it's my job to know it like that. But, you know, when I don't get a ton of requests for any of the parks over in Asia or Europe either. I mean, I get some and I just, you know, politely let them know, like, you know, hey, like, it's really not in our realm of expertise. You know, I, if you want to be my guinea pig, let's, let's have some fun with it. But for the most part, they either probably just book on their own, which is fine. And eventually, I do hope to kind of learn that aspect of it. But from what I've learned is most of the US based agents typically only book the US parks, just Disney World, and Disneyland. And then obviously they're not parks, but the cruise line and then the resort down in Hawaii. Um, so yeah, obviously I've been to all of the ones in, in the States. No, that makes perfect sense. I didn't know if, if you had any experience with it, but I mean, you're not going to eat yeah. uh, Tex-Mex in Michigan, right? Like that's, that's not what you right. do. Yeah, no. no. You don't eat any <laughs> yeah. food in Michigan, right, Brian? Yeah. <laughs> I can, I can attest to that. Don't eat food in Michigan you or eat, drink the water. You eat what they call food, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't describe it as such. It's more like <laughs> food shaped nourishment. There you go. <laughs> Awful. Awful. Stephanie, if you're from Michigan, I'm sorry that you're no. from that place. No, I think that's why I find it funny. For I'm, our I'm Michigan not, no listeners, we apologize. We're just joking. Yes, we also apologize that you're from Michigan. Thank you, Irvin, for reminding me of that. <laughs> oh, that's um, good. Too funny. And so, of the parks. That's no, not good. It's the food <laughs> in Michigan. Of the parks and the resorts and, and the cruises that you've done, what is your favorite and what's the best like family one do you think in your opinion oh i know and it's such a loaded question and i always <laughs> preface this because everybody always asks you know well what what would you do um and i don't like to play favorite child between the parks but i would have to say that disneyland is i mean that's 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 my place it's just they're very different disney world and disneyland they're like stepsisters and they have a lot of similarities but the overall vibe and the overall experience is completely different between the two um yeah dive into that so, i'm curious what's what's the difference between the two yeah so disney world is it's massive there's four parks there's over 30 resorts and they're adding more and they're buying more land and building more resorts and more rides oh wow and i mean it, yeah it's yeah um, you know, you can't walk and you can well, sorry, you can walk to like two of the parks from like four of the resorts. Um, but like, wow. say I was staying on site at Disney world, chances are I'm not going to be walking to a hotel. It's going to be very slim. I mean, uh, walking to a park from your hotel just because of the distance. And also Disney world takes a lot, uh, a lot more of your time because you've got four huge parks. Um, they're exhausting. And I almost always have my clients do a rest day where they basically don't do a park for a full day. Um, you know, because you're, you're traveling with little ones and there's, you know, you're like, everybody's so stimulated. It's so much on the parent to remember everything when you're in the parks as it is on top of just being a mom in general. And then they're tired and they went to bed late and they got up really early. And so, I mean, for a true enjoyable Disney world experience, you're there for at least, you know, six nights um, with four full days in the parks at a minimum. So, you know, if you've got a full week, by all means, Disney World is a great option. Um, there's a lot more planning that goes into a Disney World vacation. Um, there's just, 
there's more character dining experiences. There's more restaurants in general. There's over 150 different restaurants on site. And then there's almost, I want to say almost 20 character dining experiences kind of all over the park. So there's just a lot more, a lot more planning because there's a lot more options there, Um, which I love. and, And that's really why I got into this was because, you know, when you think of a Disney vacation, there's all these different options and all these different combinations of how you can do your vacation. And so my goal is to simplify that because nobody has time to do that. But for me, it's my job. That, that is my time. So Disney World just takes a lot more of your time. And a lot of people will say that Disney World is, is more stressful <laughs> um, just because there's a lot more logistics of getting around. Like, do I get on a bus? Do I get on a boat? Do I ride on the Skyliner? Do I go to this park or that park? You know, there's just a lot more options at Disney World. Whereas over at Disneyland, it's just like that, just like chill California vibe. Um, the parks are, I mean, you could, I could throw a rock from one park to the other. I could throw, it's been a while since I played softball, but I could probably throw a rock and hit the hotels. <laughs> one of the hotels actually connects to the park. So like if you're staying at the Grand Californian Resort, you actually walk out of that resort into California Adventure Park. Like there's no, oh, cool. like, yeah, you don't go, I mean, you, you, there is a main entrance as well, but if you're staying at that resort, that's one, that's the biggest benefit is walking out of the resort directly into the park. So with little ones, um, that's, that's probably my favorite just because mine are still little. Um, the rides are still great at both, you know, East and West coast. Um, but just overall, it's just a lot more laid back at Disneyland instead of there being 30 something hotels, there's only three. Um, instead of there being four parks, there's only two as far as character dining, instead of there being like 20, there's four. So just fewer options. It's less complex, much more go with the flow, which I think is, is, and that's kind of something that I try to establish with a lot of, a lot of clients kind of on that first contact is, is what's your personality? Are you kind of like, you know, are you keyed up and you're ready to go? Like you want everything, you know, plan, plan, plan for a week, or do you just kind of want to wake up, walk out of your hotel, walk a hundred yards down to your, you know, the park, whatever park you want to go to that day, if you don't want to Yes, that one for me. That that'd be my <laughs> yeah. option. Yeah, um, you know, go back to the hotel midday, change shoes, change clothes, get dressed for dinner, go back to the park. It's just, and and this it's weird, but the staff is different. Even though they're both trained um, very similarly, the cast members are, are are they're different. They're definitely more laid back over at Disneyland. You've mentioned character dining a couple of times. What is that? So character dining is basically a, a way for your children and your family to interact with characters without having to like wait in a really long line. So the, the characters are not sitting at the table with you. I know a lot of people are kind of wondering like, what do we do? What do they do? So it's in a restaurant, usually at one of the more nicer restaurants. And by nicer, I don't mean like fancy. Everybody is in park clothes and tennis shoes and you're seated and it is a seated meal for the most part with either, you know, like a kind of like a pre-selected menu where you select your appetizer, your entree, your dessert, summer buffets. And then essentially the characters kind of make an appearance, come around the table, interact with the kids, talk to them, sign autographs, take pictures, and they just kind of rotate the restaurant. And so depending on where you're dining at and which characters you're dining with kind of depends on the experience. So like some, some restaurants, like for example, at, um, 
at Magic Kingdom, the Be Our Guest restaurant, there's only one character there and it's the Beast. Like he is the star of the show and he's a really big deal. And that's like one of the prime dining experiences there. Whereas over um, at Cinderella's Royal Table, also a really big deal, also a really hard one to get, but you've got five or six princesses walking around at all times, pretty much. So, and then sometimes they'll do like a little, they call it like a princess processional where like the princesses will kind of, depending on the restaurant, take the kids, they all kind of like line up and sing and dance around the restaurant. And then the princesses all bring them back to, you know, to their respected tables. So it's just a really fun way. Um, I mean, you've got to eat. So everybody gets to eat. If you're an adult, you're most definitely going to be drinking. (laughs) Um, And, you know, it's just a fun way for... (laughs) Uh, yeah, me too, Irvin. Um, yeah, we did thumbs up, guys. I know for y'all yeah. listening. Yeah, I was shaking my head. Or not yeah, everybody's yeah. like, yes, yeah, definitely alcohol. Yes, yes. Yes. So uh, it's just a really kind of fun, cute way for the kids to interact with with the characters. And in and, and a kind of a more different setting than waiting in line, you know, just standing next to them, taking a picture in the park, signing an autograph. It's It's a little bit more intimate. Um, you know, and you're getting a meal out of it too. So character dining is a huge part of, of the experience. Trey, are you taking notes for this, uh, for your future one? Cause I hope you are. I didn't even know about that. So that's, I don't want to, I don't want to say what? that I already know this. Why would he take notes? It's recorded, Irvin. This that's is, true. That that's is what true. we're doing right now. <laughs> um, this is true, Brian. Kind of the point of doing this, but uh, yeah, I mean, we, like I said, we had started the process of looking into where we wanted to go. And of course we were, we were kind of pigeonholed into world, right? Because we were going to be in Florida. So it's like, why right. am I going to go to California and then go to Miami? Not doing it. Um, so yeah, we were, we were going to do that. And then we were also going to take my mom along. So it was going to be kind of generational. Um, Brilliant. Always take a grandparent. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and, and it was, it was kind of a requirement because she was going to watch them for the wedding. And so it was like, cool, she gets to go and we'll, you know, we'll, <laughs> we'll book your ticket or whatever. And you just get to be chaperone and then like, and I can go do cool stuff. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, we started looking into that. And, and again, my son is so young he's not going to remember it. He, you know, he's, he is barely crawling right now. So like it's yeah, anything that we do would excite him just because it's something new. Right. Whereas my daughter is a little bit older and, you know, princesses her are her jam. Like that's right. That's her deal. Right. So it was like, okay, do we go to, you know, Cinderella's castle and do like the Bibbidi Bobbidi boutique? And then do we do, look at you. I'm I'm telling you. Yeah. I like, I looked, I, again, don't know nearly as much as you do, but I like for the things that, you know, cause I was doing a very specific thing to research what would right. be for, yeah. for her. But before it got to the point to where it's like, okay, I need to call in a professional. <laughs> Somebody ate I'm always here. Whatever. You know, whatever yeah. happened. <laughs> yeah. Whatever happened. So um, but yeah, I mean, it, it, again, it was the, my experience, you know, shoot 20 years ago now was very fly by night. Let's, we're just going to go out and walk, but we were both, my, my brother and I were both older, so we could just kind of, okay, we'll just make it happen. You know, 
but they, we didn't have any of the fast passes. We didn't have any of that kind of stuff. So there's a lot of waiting in line. There was a lot of just kind of aimlessly walking around, which is fine. It's not a bad mm-hmm. thing. It's just not, you don't get the, I don't feel like you get the full experience because we just right. had to work around the other event that was going on at the time. And so I, I don't think we got as much out of it as we could have. So we'll need one to- day. Yeah. One in day. your future. Soon. Day. Yeah. Soon. <laughs> Soon. Well, one of my favorite things about the dads, you know, I was telling you that it's so easy working with, with you guys, um, is I have these, these, well, I'll, I'll work with the mom and the mom's like, this is absolutely the only time we're going. Like my husband is not going to have it. This, like this is one and done. And the husband is just kind of like along for the ride, doesn't want anything to do with it. And it never fails. As soon as they get home, the husband is the first one to call me. <laughs> it's like we had the best time because you guys are just like big kids so when you're in your element exactly. you're like i gotta go back <laughs> I, I, that's why i i want to go i want to go so what yeah. is uh have to. so for i guess for the we'll, we'll go male and female so what is your favorite ride or attraction or thing to do at any of the parks across the world and then what is bows i would say and they're probably it's probably the same I can call them in here though, if we need to, to like feud it out. It's probably Flight of Passage at Animal Kingdom. It's a, it's a simulation ride based on the movie Avatar. I mean, the technology is out that's of the cool. I didn't even know that existed. So that's, that's Neither pretty awesome. Neither did I. I'm like. <gasps> oh man. The first time we wrote it, we waited in line for almost three hours. Wow. I, I still say to this day, and we write it every time we go, I would wait three hours again every time to write it. <laughs> From a professional that often goes to, to Disneyland and Disney World, that, that's pretty big. Okay. Avatar. Yeah. And I don't like to wait in line for, for a lot of things, but that is one. You know, Bo, he can sometimes not be a huge thrill seeker. So usually mm-hmm. it's like, okay, I'll wait back with the, like, he'll wait back with the kids and I'm waiting in line by myself. Um, he really likes rock and roller coaster. Um, See, I did do that one. Yeah, I did do that one. And I took my dad yeah, on it's that good. one when we went, you know, again, this was the early 2000s. He's claustrophobic. It was it's dark. <laughs> it was dark and he was strapped down. And these guys know my dad. I, I think you might've met my dad one time, maybe, but anyway, uh, he's a I big I think dude. in a football game. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he's, he's a big guy strapped down in that thing and it's dark and like, you can't see what's going on. He was, I just kept talking to him. I was like, Hey, who's his favorite? Look at this. Look at that. Look at that. And he, he enjoyed it. He did end up enjoying it because I kept his mind off of it long enough until we got going. And as soon as we were moving, he was cool. Right. But up until, until that, he went upside down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was, that was a, that was an experience with him. Like I enjoyed it and it was, but it was kind of a, another roller coaster to me because I am the thrill seeker or used to be, I don't know. I haven't really been to amusement parks in the last while, but you know, that, that was cool for me to go and I wanted to go on it. And I don't think my little brother could, cause he wasn't tall enough. And like, it was, you know, it was kind of all of these things came together. So my dad was the only one that was going to go with me on it. And I got this giant claustrophobic monster next to me. So that was, that was fun. That was fun. <laughs> Shout out to Jay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, the Avatar one sounds cool. Uh, it's it's pretty amazing, and it's funny because you know you have one like with our kids, we've got one thrill seeker and one like that's terrified of her own shadow. So it's it's really neat to kind of see the dynamic when you actually get to take your kids 
and you do all these things that you've done as a, you know, that you did as a kid with your parents. And now you're taking your own children and doing the exact same things and writing the exact same rides and taking the exact same pictures like that you have on Dumbo or, you know, Winnie the Pooh, all of these like old classic rides that have been around for forever. So would you That's say cute. that like there, that the Disney obsession runs in the family is it like one of those things that's like instilled in you as a kid and then you pass it on because i mean there are people that go you know that that go every couple of years or every decade maybe and then there are the folks that go biannually you know or or even more than you know once a quarter or or once like. a month if you're yeah exactly hour. like uh, <laughs> no and then that and that's not fair because that's her job and like that makes perfect sense true, but true, like true. there are people that are not associated with disney in any way or travel and they go so much for every yeah you know, I don't know. I mean, I, there are a lot of families, especially a lot of families that live in California and in Florida. There are a lot or that have family that live there, you know, so it's really easy for them to get there and to stay there, you know, because it's not cheap to go to Disney. And that's why a lot of families only go once a year, once every two years. And, and I get that. So a lot of, I think, like the diehards live there or, or nearby or have family that do. Um, I mean, we went as kids, but it, we really didn't start going all the time until college. You know, we went a couple of times a year with, with his family. And then once you, once we started taking our own kids, we were like, okay, I mean, this is, it's just, it's so neat. Well, just to, to experience it through their little eyes for the first time, for the second time. And then every time you go, there's something different they can do or something new or something that, you know, wasn't even built the last time they went. So it's like, it's ever, it's ever changing. And so the experience changes every time. On that topic, perfect segue. I think I saw pictures of you guys at Star Wars, the Star Wars area, right? Mm. That's kind of new and stuff. What, uh, what was that like? It's, it's epic. And (laughs) uh, it's coming from, I mean, I know this is going to sound terrible, but I, so I'm not a huge movie person as an adult. Like you put a movie on, like that's like a recipe for me to go right to sleep. So I've never been like, like Harry Potter. I know all about every ride, every Harry Potter attraction, every Harry Potter restaurant and wand that you can have made over at Universal. And then we'll, we'll so talk. The same we'll talk. talk. <laughs> I got you there. Um, <laughs> so it's kind of the same with Star Wars. You know, the movies have been on in the background and, you know, my son loves it. And so does my husband. And so when I went, you know, for the first time to, to Galaxy's Edge, my mind was absolutely blown. It is like the most immersive experience section, like immersive anything that I think Disney Parks has done at on both coasts at, at Disney World and in Disneyland. Where I mean, is that it's one just, at? It's, so Galaxy's Edge is, is in both. There's Galaxy's Edge okay. in Disney World at Hollywood Studios. And then there is Galaxy's Edge at Disneyland, the actual Disneyland Park in California. They're both identical in the aspect that, you know, they both have Black Fire Outposts. They both have Smuggler's Run. Um, they both have Rise of the Resistance. So all the attractions and the characters and restaurants are the same but it's laid out a little bit differently. So, you know, it's, it's definitely interesting to see both sides of it because it's identical, but also not. <laughs> okay. It's like when you go into an HEB here in, in, uh, in Texas, you know, yeah, you have, it's like, it's the same, but it's like, you're like, this yeah. is a little bit different. I had that experience today. I went to a different one. I was like, 
It's a little different than my normal one, but okay. <laughs> Where's the bread aisle in this one? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, and, and it's massive. It's huge, absolutely huge. And I mean, they've got a Millennium Falcon. Like, I don't know if oh. it's true to size because I don't know what the true size of a Millennium Falcon is or an X-Wing or anything like that. But I mean, I mean it's a standard Krillian freighter, so it's, it's pretty well known. <laughs> it's a standard size, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it looks, it looks to be it. Um, but, and then the, the attractions, the technology that they've put into the attractions. So Avatar, Flight of Passage, we were talking about, and I was talking about how just amazing the, you know, the technology is. They've put that into Galaxy's Edge attractions, but then also added onto it. So it's just kind of like they took one, you know, one sort of like simulation technology and then put it on steroids. And it's 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 a full experience, the whole thing. So I think we kind of forget, you know, on our podcast, we talk a lot about Marvel and Star Wars and, and even Disney to an extent and, and kind of the, which is going to be the older Disney stuff. But there has been so much that's been acquired. So many properties have been mm-hmm. acquired by Disney that they mm-hmm. have just gone like crazy with huge. all of the different, yeah, huge. Um, with all of the different things. And, and I guess probably the one that like stands out in our minds is going to be the star Wars stuff and, and any of the Marvel right. stuff that's available. Um, but like I had, I'd never heard of the avatar one. I didn't even know that was a thing. Like I didn't even know they had a, an avatar ride at, I didn't even um, know Disney owned it, but now, um, now that I think about it, I'm like, Oh yeah, that's right. They did. They did get that. So right. it's, yeah. it's uh, all of these different things. So of the new stuff, okay. So you, Star Wars Galaxy Edge is awesome. Avatar is awesome. Is there anything that's newish, newer or whatever that's like a must-see? Because I mean, in my head, I think, okay, we're going to Disney. We've got to do all of the classic rides, for, especially when they're little, mm-hmm. right? Let's do the classic rides. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily get them out of the way, but get them out of the way. And then <laughs> where do we need to go you know, from there, where, where are the dads going to like really rock out with like their childhood <laughs> nerd stuff? Like that, what, right. what are they going to dig on the most? Well, I mean, obviously the galaxy's edge stuff, um, which this is not open yet, but it is being built, which is the star Wars hotel. That's, I mean, just like Uber fan. The, I mean, it's, it's, it's like a must do. <sighs> so it's, <laughs> all i think of it's is the cantina and it's just like do, 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 if that's not all, playing 24 7 in the background i'm, I'm i don't even want to go <laughs> there is the i don't want to go if it is in, in, <laughs> there is a cantina in galaxy's edge which is awesome it's such a cool bar that's awesome. um and that is the exact song that plays the whole time but like <sighs> the wine is is blue i can't remember the what was it called i can't remember what they called my wine it was like a chardonnay but it was blue so and they've got that's drinks awesome. in there that foam and that numb your mouth and i mean it's just it's a epic experience for sure and and it's very exclusive you know it's hard to get a reservation for you can only spend 45 minutes in there it's a two meet two drink minimum so oh, it's wow. like in out yeah because there's they're well kind of pre-covid it's so the restrictions have loosened a little bit in there now just because you know, capacity is down, but yeah, it was, I mean, it was almost impossible to get in. Like it was, I mean, it, it, I had a lot of clients as soon as it opened that wanted reservations and I spent days online getting them <laughs> reservations for Ogas. Could I stay longer if I pound more drinks faster? Is that a thing? 
Is that an option? <laughs> Maybe if they lose count. <laughs> exactly. Too funny. Um, so, That's awesome. So yeah, yeah. So the Star Wars Hotel is on track to open next year. We have been told that reservations may open by the end of this year. So basically, we would be able to start booking guests at um, the Galactic Star Star Cruiser. That's what it's called by the end of this year. But we're, I mean, we're getting close to that, and I haven't heard a word. So I'm assuming it's probably been pushed back, but. So yeah, Star Wars, uh, the Galactic Star Cruiser, that is the hotel that'll be opening up next year. But it, it's not like a hotel you check in, you know, for five or six days, check out, you know, whatever day you want to. It's almost like a cruise experience. You know, like when you do a three night cruise, you're on that cruise ship for three nights, four days. Everybody checks in at the same time. Everybody checks out at the same time. So this is the exact same thing. Everybody checks in at the exact same time. You check in for two nights. You don't leave the resort except for once for your excursion. And your excursion is over into Galaxy's Edge in, uh, in Hollywood Studios. Again, it's not open, so none of this is firsthand experience. This is all just kind of like research. But in a nutshell, the guests pretty much interact with one another as basically like this, like kind of like live role-playing like storyline. And they also interact with the characters as well. So there's characters in this resort, which is, a, I mean, pretty much a first, if I'm thinking of every Disney resort, like there aren't characters typically just roaming the hotel, interacting with, with people, unless you're dining with them. So yeah, you check in for two nights, check out, do your excursion over in the park. And so, yeah, I hopefully I'll know more um, next year. Hopefully we get to go on a tour. <laughs> if you need volunteers for that, I think... Trey, myself, and Brian are more than willing to to bite that bullet and do that for you. We we will do it. Hey. We volunteers tribute, like we don't mind, guys. <laughs> Note taken. <laughs> I don't know. To, you may have to. You might have to fight fight Bo for that one. <laughs> he can come too. He can come too. That's Does true. the resort let hey, droids in there though? Because I don't want to. Um, I don't sure want to see any droids don't. at the resort. We, we don't serve their kind here. <laughs> Well, I mean, Urban, Urban still doesn't have an iPhone. That's really what I'm talking about. Oh, gotcha. Well, you can build your own droid um, in Hollywood Studios, so I, I'm assuming those droids will be allowed in. <laughs> With your stupid funny jokes. <laughs> I'm, trying to think, I'm trying to think of other new things kind of in the pipeline. Um, Marvel? At, Did, didn't they have Marvel? Yes. Okay. So, yeah. Well, so over at uh, DCA, California Adventure Park, one day when they decide to open the doors again to those parks, um, Marvel Campus is, from what I understand, ready to go. So that's pretty much where kind of all of these, you know, well-known superheroes that you guys have probably been following your whole lives, um, that's where they'll all be found. So Black, uh, what, Black Panther, Spider-Man, Captain America, Captain Marvel, that will kind of be their stomping ground over in um, over in California. Will be at California Adventure Park, and so I know they've got a couple of attractions um, that will be in that land. One of them is Web Slingers. It's a Spider-Man uh, themed attraction. The simulation ride, from what I know, again, it's not open yet, so I've never ridden it. Obviously, simulation type of attraction, something to do with web, you know, like the spider webs. Um, Hopefully it's then, less dangerous than the Broadway musical they tried to do a couple of years ago. Well, <clears throat> it's probably a decade ago now. You guys remember that? I don't know anything about that one. Yeah, I don't. Irvin, the, yeah, hmm. they, they tried to do a Broadway uh, show. I think it was Spider-Man Into the Dark. And it kept getting, hold on, let's see if Trey remembers this. 
Trey, you, you done babysitting. Do you remember the the Spider-Man uh, Broadway show they tried to do several years ago? No, probably for good reason. No, okay, so they it was called Into the Dark, and it did not get off the ground because it had so many injuries. Like, people kept trying to, like, do the Spider-Man stuff, and they kept mm. falling down and, like, breaking legs and shit. Awesome. <laughs> no one remembers that? Okay, hold on. So you're saying if you go to the Avengers complex, I could meet, like, Black Panther the way I could meet Mickey and, and Goofy and stuff like that? Yeah, so you can actually meet, I mean, if, if Disneyland California Adventure Park, if it were open right now, I mean, like, Black Panther would be around, Spider-Man would be around, um, Captain America, I think he would make certain appearances, but he wasn't, he's never been just kind of, like, roaming, like, uh, mm-hmm. with the, like the others, um, but, like, Avengers, you'll Obviously see them. he's too Black- busy, he's coordinating with, you know, leading the Avengers. Okay, but, <laughs> yeah. like... Is it the same thing for Galaxy's Edge where like the heroes of Star Wars like Han Solo and Luke Skywalker and Blando Blah Brizian show up? <laughs> so they are typically not in Galaxy's Edge. Typically who you're going to see there is um, Darth Vader, uh, the Stormtroopers, Chewbacca, um, <laughs> Rey. So no, yeah. no Schlamblo though? You're I've never... No, I mean, I pretty much see just the same, the same ones kind of romping around there. There is a girl, I cannot think of her name right now, with purple hair. Oh, it's General Holdo. Uh, no yeah, one's favorite character. Oh, oh, Laura Dern. <laughs> that's actually oh, Brian's favorite character. Yeah. That's probably just Laura Dern just like trying to relive her glory <laughs> she, days. Exactly what she's doing. She just dresses up and, and like, every, she's like, it's, hey guys, do you remember me from your favorite Star Wars movie? And all the kids are like, ugh, no. <laughs> spit on her and leave. But then she's oh, like, well, maybe, maybe if they would make a Jurassic Park, then I could be in that one too. Oh, yeah, gosh. okay. Actually, that segues very nicely. So you're in the travel business and you're aware of the history of the Jurassic Park parks uh, with killing their attendants. Would you have any ethical qualms about sending families to Jurassic Park knowing there's always that <laughs> likelihood that they will escape the park and kill the kill your clients? So I'm going to say for liability purposes, that's a, a big no. Yes, <laughs> that's, that's, that's probably reasonable. And it's, you're not going to get the repeat uh, clientele, right? Because they're, you know. Not coming back. Yeah. But it's dinosaurs. <laughs> I take There that is risk. a new Jurassic Park um, ride opening up at Universal, which is supposed to be really epic uh, in the next year. Wait, Ooh, can Disney you, buy the how, rights? How versed are you in... Uh, in universal stuff out of curiosity because i know i mean obviously i'd have to imagine people going to orlando are going to be like hey we're here like what uh, what do you know about that yeah yeah so i do book a lot of like what we call like a split stay between disney world and universal or i'll have families stay at disney the whole time but they just you know their kids are huge harry potter fans so they want to go um to universal so harry potter is a huge draw over there um yeah surprise the so i mean the ears haven't you know stolen that yet yeah i know right um (laughs) it's pretty amazing what they've done over there too um with harry potter so i'm very familiar with you know the resorts over there the parks the attractions do i know it like i know the back of my hand like i know disney maybe like 90 percent as familiar with universal as i am disney um so i mean 
definitely gonna gonna help somebody who's never been there before. I've been several times myself and very recently. Um, one of the most confusing things there over at Universal is, you know, which resort is the best because there are certain perks to staying at different hotels. Like um, if you stay at their top tier hotels, you get uh, the unlimited express pass for free, which is huge because you basically get to skip the lines at all of the rides. And so you stay at a nicer hotel, so you pay, you pay a more premium price for your resort, but you're not waiting in lines. And people will pay money for that all day long, whereas Disney doesn't offer anything like that. So um, they're, Disney and Universal are extremely, I mean, day and night different from experience to the staff to the rides to the, oh my gosh, the intensity of the rides at Universal is insane <laughs> compared to Disney. Really? Okay. Super cool, man. Yeah. Harry Potter land is, uh, is definitely an area I want to, uh, I want to attend at some point too. Yeah. I would put that up to like galaxy's edge as far as just pure immersiveness. Like you literally walk through, there's basically like this wall, like an archway and you like walk around it and it's like, you are like, you're there, you're in Diagon Alley and, and you're, there's like, there's no other world outside of it. It's, it's pretty crazy. That's awesome. <laughs> So, um, so yeah, that's kind of what's going on over in uh, Marvel, Marvel campus over at uh, DCA. So I'm, I'm excited to check that out, especially having a son who, you know, just really kind of getting into that. He was actually Captain America for, oh, for Halloween. Cute. Yeah. So I had, you know, it's been like princesses and many and Daisy, you know, for six years. So now we're getting into the superheroes. I'm like, wow, I really need to step up my game here. <laughs> yeah, you do. That's awesome. Oh man, I, exactly I'm jealous. I'm jealous of Bo being a dad and getting to, uh, to experience that with his son, you know? You come get Parker Howard whenever you want to. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I think that's pretty much like what's as far as like new kind of in that realm. There's, uh, there's other new attractions. I don't know if you wanted me to jump into any of those, there's always something going on, something changing, something being built or renovated or re-themed at, at all of the parks. So, Very cool. Trey, you look like you're about to ask something. You're like, <laughs> well, I was going to say... That's just uh, his face, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just going to say uh, or ask, I guess, what is your favorite Disney movie? I mean, I'm like the classic, like, probably have to say little mermaid okay that's that's <laughs> like that kind of classic <laughs> my yeah and that's her that's her go-to you know the the vhs tape that got wore out you know multiple yeah. times and I had to buy several copies of it because they watched it on repeat over and over <laughs> and over again so and now elizabeth I mean, I, likes it too so yeah yeah exactly i remember mermaid. watching it even all the way up i mean through college I, that was the only dvd i had in my laptop and i'd watch it every night <laughs> in, nice. a, in the sorority house <laughs> that's nice. amazing so, brian what's your favorite uh disney movie what is your favorite disney movie probably the empire strikes back <laughs> so stupid <laughs> i mean he's technically not right princess leia is a disney princess yeah it counts yeah that's true nerd yeah. <laughs> oh, one thing I didn't talk—I didn't touch on was um, y'all. You guys like Guardians of the Galaxy? Yes. Yes. Okay, so um, that will be uh, a new attraction coming to Disney World over in Epcot. Um, it's actually a new roller coaster, which is a big deal because Epcot is really upping their game and and adding more attractions, which is is very needed at that park. Um, 
so that will be a new attraction. Again, they're working on it now. They're, they're test running it, like, literally as we speak. Um, and then over at Disneyland at California Adventure Park, they have a Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout is the ride over there. So, Trey, do you remember Tower of Terror at Hollywood Studios? Did you do that? Yep, I did do that. Okay. Okay. So it's the exact same format and same ride and technology as, as Tower of Terror, but they've rethemed it to be Guardians of the Galaxy. So the, the, the thought of, or kind of like the storyline behind the ride is, is you're basically, oh, well, over at Tower of Terror, you're basically in a, like an elevator shaft, right. like a haunted elevator shaft and, you know, it breaks. And so kind of the same concept of, without giving away the ride completely, but it's the same concept over at Mission Breakout um, in California. But uh, Rocket, the raccoon, is essentially like frying your <laughs> your ride that you're in. And uh, But the music is epic. Like, your butt comes off the seat. It's, it's, it's pretty amazing. <laughs> That's cool. I love Guardians. Yeah, That's yeah. Awesome. It's a really... It's a really when, cool, when is that supposed really to come cool out? Ride. So uh, Mission Breakout is already, it's already there. Oh, it's already live. It's been okay, there. Okay. Yeah, yeah. They basically, they took the same, they took Tower of Terror that was over in California and they just rethemed it with Guardians. So they put like all that, that really good soundtrack to it. They put all those characters in the ride, made it a little bit like darker, but also like brighter colors at the same time, if that makes any sense. So same, same ride that's been there, just completely rethemed. And I, I, I tend to think that one is bigger than the one in Disney World. I'm not sure that could be a total lie, um, but it seems bigger when, when, when it drops. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh man. That's cool. Yeah. You've got to go. I cannot believe you haven't been. I know. I know. I know. I need to work on it. Um, 20, what, what, 2021. That'll be, that'll be a goal. That'll be instead of traveling somewhere, I'll, I'll do that. It's traveling for sure. It's true. <laughs> so yeah, those are kind of the, the other kind of big ones. Um, I mean, there's, like I said, there's always something coming and going and new and improved and renovated, kind of always happening in all the parks. So it's, it's ever changing. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Brian, any, uh, any questions? I can't see your face, your stupid face. I mean, <sighs> your beautiful, stupid face. <laughs> great, great save, Irvin. That was just I thought so. graceful and elegant. I try. Okay, not so much your favorite movie, but have we already, have we already talked about your favorite ride? We did. Um, yeah, that was the Avatar one. Oh, that's Avatar, right. That's right. That's Flight right. Passage, hands down. I mean, I've got a different ride, a different favorite ride at each park. But if I had to choose one ride, and like dare I say it is the best part, the best ride in all of Disney parks, it would without a doubt be Flight of Passage. And I would probably go to say that ninety five percent of people that have ridden every ride in Disney parks would say the same. <laughs> Why do you think Well I don't I don't know. Rise of the Resistance is, is up there. It's up okay, there. that's that's the new Star Wars one. <clears throat> yes. Yeah. Why do you think Disney parks have been such an enduring thing in your life, both before and after you had kids? I guess it's kind of twofold, you know, taking your like I was saying earlier, just taking your kids and experiencing all of these little, little moments that you did as a kid and you have pictures of, you know, with your parents, um, like as a mom, it, it is kind of an unreal, like almost like as cliche as it sounds, kind of like an out of body experience when your kids do these things for the first time and they meet their first princess and, 
you know, they're running up to every single character. I mean, talk about like mom tears. It's very real. I mean, I have, I would probably say like 95% of my moms that go will text me and they're like, you told me I would cry and you were so right. That's so, <laughs> um, cute. so, I mean, a lot of it is kind of seeing truly the magic behind your children's eyes because, you know, to us, we know what's going on. We know there's a body inside of that character, but they have no idea, you know, and even at four or five, six years old, it's the magic is still very much so there for them and the make believe and just the full experience of it all. Um, I also think, you know, in this day and age, especially right now, you know, it really kind of lets allows kids to be little um, which is something that, you know, our, our world is so fast paced and we're so ready for them to be able to make their own breakfast and, you know, wipe their own butts. And so when they're at Disney, it's just kind of like, you know, they're just able to, to be a kid and, and do all the things that little kids should do and things they don't want to do. They don't have to do. And you as a parent, you're literally in the happiest place on earth. So if they want to chase the duck by all means, let them chase the duck. If they want to jump on the beds, let them jump on the beds. Cause I mean, that's truly, in my opinion, that's what it's all about. Um, but we do get, you know, a lot of flack cause a lot of times we go without our kids and people are like, what on earth are you doing at Disney without your kids again? Um, first of all, a lot of it is research. Like there's a lot of work and research and like sheer, yeah. yeah. I'm over here doing air uh -huh. quotes, y'all. Research. I, research. We go for a lot of, <laughs> we go for Irvin, a lot of your visual flares and this audio podcast are always my favorite part. Only <laughs> well, the head nods and the thumbs up. <laughs> hey, you gotta, you gotta tell the people, you know? <laughs> So, so yeah, I mean, a lot of times when we do go, it, 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 it's, a, it's exhausting, it's super fast paced, but you're kind of in a bubble when you're there, man, like there's just not, when you're there, you're just so immersed into whatever park you're in, whatever ride you're on, that you kind of don't, even if you have a mask on your face in 90 degrees in August, you don't think of COVID, you know what I mean? Like you feel safe, there's so much going on around you. Like I have to remind myself, oh, I absolutely like I've got emails to get to and I've, you know, I've got <laughs> campaigns I have to set up and newsletters I've got to send out. So, you know, you're just in this uh, kind of in this bubble where, you know, kind of life is going on outside of Disney. But when you're in it, it that's all that there is. And it's, it's kind of a cool feeling. And most people will say like, yeah, I felt like I was in a bubble. <laughs> that's awesome. One of my, this is going to be my final question. I don't know if you boys have anything uh, lined up, but. Well, I guess it's, a, it's kind of a two-part. Three things that every person has to do at uh, Disney, whether it's land or, or world. So three things they have to do. And then some tips, you know, like to your, just like common tips, like, you know, oh, use the restroom at this side over here. No one goes to that <laughs> one, like type of thing. Some tips for the, uh, for the listeners that they can use if they, uh, if they end up going, you know, something that isn't known to the, uh, to the common folks out there. Okay. So for like top three things I have to do, like ride it, whatever, whatever experience. So, I mean, we've, I feel like we kind of have a, a summary of what, what you've said before, you know, it's the, uh, the avatar ride, you know, the, you're saying that it's very immersed for the star Wars galaxies quest. And, um, right. So three top, top three things. It could be a ride, just an attraction. It could be dinner, whatever you think is, is just absolutely noteworthy. Like you have to kind of do this. Ooh, making me think. There's so know, many. See? I mean, one of the things that, you know, I didn't really think was a huge deal, you know, my first time going with my, with my daughter was the parade. You know, you just 
kind of were like, oh, you know, it's just taking out my time. I could go take advantage of shorter wait times because all these people are out here waiting hours for this parade. But the parades are a must do. I mean, they are just, they're so extravagant and the music and the characters and the characters interact with you. It's not like they're just, you know, riding on this float, you know, waving in midair. I mean, they're looking at your kids, they're winking at them, they're talking to them, they're stopping and they're hugging them and shaking their hands pre-COVID. So the parades are, they're a really big deal and they change all the time. So it's not like the same parade that you did two years ago is going to be the same parade that's going on, you know, next year. Um, and then they also change with the holidays. So which probably leads me into my neck pointer is to go, you know, obviously don't call it a one and done trip because you're going to regret it and you're going to eat your words because they're very I probably don't have a single client out of almost 2000 that would say I'm never going back. Um, so, you know, make sure that, that you kind of like, you know, take it a day at a time um, and, and, and go multiple times during not, not in one year, um, but go during multiple seasons. For example, um, to go during, you know, the springtime when it's just kind of in summertime, where it's just kind of like your traditional park is vastly different than when you step into a park in October and it's like decked out for the fall, Thanksgiving, Halloween. And then um, when you go for Christmas, completely different theming. The characters are dressed different. The decorations are different. The music is different. The parades are completely different. Um, so I just, I think there's, it's a complete, it's a really different experience to go during different seasons. So like I'll actually have a lot of return clients coming saying, Hey, we went during Christmas last year. We'd love to be there for Halloween this year. And then leading into my third point, wow, it was a really good segue is to be there for the, the turn of the seasons. And so what that is, or the turn of the holidays. So if you time it right, um, and I, I work with a lot of families to do this, and I've done it myself several times. If you time it right, you can actually be there for Halloween and Christmas. And, and by that, I don't mean you're there for two months. I mean, you're there for the Halloween decor, and you're also there for the Christmas decor. And you're there for the Halloween party. And then if you're there long enough, which would probably be like eight days, nine days, you could also be there for the Christmas party. Um, so it's called like the turning of the seasons or turning of the holidays. And so like, we, for example, last year, we arrived on like the day before Halloween, did the Halloween party, got all of the Halloween things out. And then when we woke up the next morning and we were in Magic Kingdom, it was Christmas. So it's just a really cool, you know, kind of change of everything. And it's amazing how they take the amount of decor they have, you know, that's all Halloween and overnight change it to Christmas. Like, and I'm talking like wreaths on every pole and, you know, Mickey pumpkin heads changed into more wreaths and bows and Christmas music instead of Halloween music and snow on main street and versus candy. And so it's, it's pretty amazing. So that would probably be probably top three. That would probably be my third is, is to be there for the turn of the season. That's, that's a great one. That's pretty cool. I didn't even, I would never have considered that or thought of that, but that's actually awesome. That'd be a great time to go and see that. <laughs> Yeah. And then as for tips, oh man, see, this is why I made my ebook because I was like, I mean, tip number so one, many. make sure you uh, read the ebook, make sure you go through the 18 pages. Tip number one, call Stephanie. Tip number <laughs> one, call Stephanie at <laughs> Traveling Ears. That's right. I mean, there's so much that goes into planning it, but just like kind of little things that a lot of people don't think about. 
are, you know, for example, when you're walking into the front gate, um, most people tend to just go to the lines to the right and they're waiting in line to get through security and there's absolutely nobody to the left. I told all my clients, I'm like, go to the left. Like, don't sit there and just wait in line. Go around them. Uh, another one is, like, say the park closes at 10 um, and you really wanted to ride slide passage all day long and the line has been, you know, two or three hours all day long. As long as you were in line before the park closes, they will let you ride that ride. Um, even if the park is closed. So you'll probably be the last ones out of the park, which is a pretty incredible experience. That's same thing with the dining. Yeah, same thing with, I mean, there's nothing like being in an empty park. I actually did that for my first time in August. Same thing goes for like a dining reservation. If you, if you make the last dining reservation time, um, which we did at Oga's in, uh, in Hollywood Studios, not only do they not like rush you out, they're gonna let you enjoy your drinks, let you enjoy your food. And then when you leave, you are the only person in the park other than the cast members that are walking with you to make sure you find your way out. Like it's, that's a really, really neat experience. It's hard to do with kids because it's usually late, but other, like another really big tip is just don't pack so much into a day. You know, your kids, most of the time when you're going with kids, they're little, they can only handle so much. And the more, the more exhausted they are, the worse it's going to (laughs) be. So I typically like the younger, the kids, the lower the expectations need to be, but you know, kind of go, like, like I said, you know, a little bit earlier is it's important to have structure, um, but it's even more important to not be too overly planned because there's just this like stigma with a Disney, a Disney vacation right now and that it's so stressful and, you know, it's so overwhelming. And it can be if you're planning your bathroom breaks and you're planning where you're eating a snack and what time, you know, that's stressful. Yeah. I don't even know what I'm going to do that at home. Yeah. Nonetheless, like a theme park with my two kids, like, you know, running around like maniacs. So that's probably another really big one that most people won't tell you, but having done it so many times in different ways and with my kids from infants to now sick is, you know, just go with the flow, but have a little bit of structure to it to where you know what you need to do and you have a list. Um, And all my clients, they all have touring plans. Like they know exactly what park they're going to and what order they should do the, the attractions in based on uh, the lay of the land, like where it's at in the park, and then based on like priority, like how how popular is the ride, how long are the wait times in the morning versus the evening, how likely is the ride to break down in the evening versus in the morning type of thing. So, you know, that type of plan, but it doesn't say, you know, at 8.02, you need to be here and 9.07, you should be here. That's, it's too much. <laughs> I could go on forever. <laughs> no, 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 you're good. You're good. These are all great tips. I mean, it's stuff that I, like you said, people really wouldn't think about. And so, yeah. Oh, one more. Sorry. I've got one more. Um, when it comes to Disney world, a really big thing over there is making sure you're at a resort has good transportation. Um, and because like I was saying earlier, you can take a bus to some resort, to some parks, you can take a boat, you can take the Skyliner, you can take the monorail, you can Uber, you can taxi, you can take a minivan. So there's all these different options for transportation and when you've got, you know, multiple kids and strollers and backpacks and sippy cups and all the things like snacks falling out of your fanny pack, you know, it's easier to be at a resort that has more options for transportation. So that's kind of always something that I try to set my clients up for success with because it's a lot more stressful when it's like, you know, they're taking a bus to every single place they're going. I try to get them at a resort to where, you know, they kind of break it up. They take a bus here, they take the Skyliner here, they take the monorail, especially little boys like I know hundred percent you put them at a hotel on the Skyliner or the monorail, like the mom and the, and the dad, like they're going to knock it out of the park for that vacation. <laughs> oh yeah. Great start to the, to the, to the trip. Yeah. There. 
Yeah. So, I mean, like I said, I can go on forever. Follow my Instagram for more tips because that's typically where I'm posting them. <laughs> awesome. What is, uh, yeah, before we get into that, what guys, do y'all have any other questions? No, nah, I'm good. I just know who to call whenever I'm ready. <laughs> Traveling ears. <laughs> I, I tried right. to do as best like Ghostbusters as I could, but it, it didn't work. Better than I could have done. <laughs> Stephanie, thanks for being with us tonight. Thank you guys. I appreciate it. The floor is yours. Tell the people um, where they can find you, where they can call you if you want them to call you. Cause you said calling is a big deal. If you want to disclose that on yeah. here uh, website, like any big projects that you have coming up, like your, this is your time to shine right now. So have a, have at <laughs> well, it. Thank you. Yeah. What an honor. <laughs> um, I mean, one of the biggest projects kind of coming into 2021 is Disney World's 50th anniversary. So that's a really, really big, big deal, especially for, you know, like the big Disney fans and, and even clients that have never been or have been once or twice, you know, to go for the 50th anniversary is, is a huge deal. They usually deck out the castle. I mean, one year they made it look like an entire birthday cake. So I don't know what wow. they have up their sleeves for next year. Um, so my uh, kind of other things on the horizon is just continually me personally as as a travel advisor is staying on top of of the constant evolving changes because it is it's every single day and that's one thing that if you don't stay on top of it every single day you're you're lost you're completely lost and so especially with dealing with travel kind of all over the world especially in the caribbean and mexico um that's kind of something that that's really kind of big on my radar because that's important that my clients get to where they need and want to go and they get there safely and with everything that they need to do so we will so uh another thing that i kind of wanted to take note of was so revenge travel is a thing have you all heard that term i've heard it a similar term revenge buying when it came to uh to shopping and people being closed i'm so i'm assuming it's the same exactly or like a revenge bought after like you break up with somebody mm -hmm. so same thing people are basically just like pissed off they've been locked up for so long so they're just like ready to get out and so revenge travel is a bit is a big deal right now and you know even though the the parks aren't at 100 percent capacity like we are seeing the parks um the parks fill up the resorts fill up so um revenge travel is totally a thing it, it's not odd or weird to feel like hey i just need to get out of here right now um so just kind of i just thought that was kind of funny um, but no, so yeah, if you have any interest in, in travel in general, especially when it comes to Disney or all-inclusives down in the Caribbean, um, more on the luxury end of, of all-inclusives, um, you can visit my, so Instagram is, is probably where my presence is the largest and where I'm the most active. Um, my handle is traveling ears vacations, um, ears like Mickey ears traveling because that's, that's what we do. Um, and then one my L or two L's just, on that one L. 1L. Okay. 1L. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then um, also, of course, visit our website, um, request your quote there if you're wanting to, you know, inquire about a trip and then we'll set, we, I usually set up a phone call from there. Um, What's the website? I'm also on travelingears.com. I figured, but you know, we got to throw it out there. We got to throw it out there. <laughs> travelingears.com. Yeah. And then um, Facebook is also traveling ears, just 1L. Um, so yeah, that's kind of where we're at. Trying to get up on YouTube more. I'm just not a video person, um, but I'm, I'm working on it because video is such a big deal, especially with, uh, with travel right now. And people really want to visually see 
what's going on in Jamaica and Mexico and Turks and Caicos in the parks kind of all over. So, um, so YouTube will apparently be a thing <laughs> for us in the future. That'll, what I think that'll now, be a but, hit. I think that'll be a hit. Yeah. My last YouTube video, I got like a thousand views. I was like, what? A thousand views? Like, like that's something like amazing. It's not. Um, no, but it, that's was, a huge accomplishment. I think I have like three <laughs> views on one of my videos. So I'm like, yeah, no. My previous ones, awesome. exact same YouTube channel. I have like three views. I'm like, I don't know what happened. Why this one like blew up like it did. But I was like, I mean, I'm like a YouTuber apparently now. <laughs> I've got to nice. keep up with it. There you go. So anyway, thank you guys so much for having me. I really appreciate this. And I had a lot of fun with you. Thank you for coming. This was awesome, informative, and it's always just great catching up with you as well. Yes. Next up is getting you to a park. Oh my goodness. Yes. No, that's, <laughs> I, that's really going to happen. I'm, I'm, you, everything you that you to. talked about from Star Wars to the Avatar ride, I didn't even know I wanted to go on that. Now I want to go on that. So I didn't even know I wanted it, but now I yeah, do. I need it. <laughs> yep. Well, thank you so much for joining us. This has been absolutely wonderful. Um, we look forward to it guys, traveling ears on Instagram, on YouTube, uh, traveling Make sure that you go and follow her and support her. And then, you know, reach out to her for your traveling needs, not only Disney, but obviously that's the emphasis, but also, uh, you know, any, anything else. That's right. Thanks so much. I appreciate that. Yes, ma'am. I need another drink. I'm out. <sighs> Well, you heard Trey's drink clank and Brian's yawn, so you know it's time for us to head on out. Thanks again for joining us. We'll catch you on the next episode. And remember, stay nerdy, my friends.